The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning and welcome to the Source of Truth podcast on this Tuesday edition. And we are glad you've joined us today and given us the opportunity to be part of your day. And we truly hope this will be an encouragement and a help this morning. Uh, We're going to be in Psalm chapter 119. Uh, I'll be in verse 40 here in just a moment. I'd like to uh, remind you of the events of this week. Um, uh, There is no midweek service tomorrow. Normally we would have one at 7 o'clock tomorrow night. There is no midweek service as for this week we've just moved the Wednesday service to Friday to our Christmas Eve service. So no midweek service on Wednesday, but we would invite you to join us. Friday night. Now that's a little different time. It's six o'clock on Friday night uh, for our Christmas Eve service. I think you're going to enjoy it one hour of of teaching and music and things surrounding the Christmas, uh, the truths of the Christmas stories we call today. And so we hope you, if you can invite it and can join us. If you live locally, we invite you to join us in person. Uh, If you can't, if you're not local or if you can't make it, we invite you to join us online at six o'clock this Friday. Psalm chapter 119. Um, in a second, let me go ahead and just read through the verses as we have we been going through Psalm 119 section by section um, through what is actually the Hebrew alphabet broken up in that way. So let's going to look at our verse 41. Let thy mercies come also unto me, O Lord, even thy salvation according to thy word. So shall I have wherewith to answer him that reproacheth me, for I trust in thy word. And take not the word of truth utterly out of my mouth, for I have hoped in thy judgments. So shall I keep thy law continually forever and ever. And I will walk at liberty, for I seek thy precepts. I will speak of thy testimonies also before kings and will not be ashamed. And I will delight myself in thy commandments, which I have loved. My hands also will I lift up unto thy commandments, which I have loved, and I will meditate in thy statutes. So what we have here is a section of scripture and these few verses broken up into two thoughts. Um, he says, if you'll do these things or help in this one area, then he's got five promises he makes or commitments he makes in the second half of the verse. So let me ask you this question, kind of an introductory thought, and then we'll unpack the verses here in a second. Have you ever been in a spot where uh, you just, you beg God and you beg God to answer prayer, you beg God to do something, and you believe that if God were to answer prayer, do something, it would make it easier to convince your family or friends about your faith. It'd make it easier to witness. It'd make it easier to be able to talk about all that God's done. Maybe on the other hand, you tell people about God's intervention. You tell people about God answered prayer and how, how honestly things that are just unique and strange and otherwise just would not be natural take place. Uh, I remember years ago, I was in, in, uh, I listened to a pastor and he was talking about when he was younger and he was witnessing to somebody. And one of the tools he used was these different answers of prayer, different things God had done that obviously, at least he stated, obviously had to be God. And, um, and then so the p- people told him, he goes, well, it's just a coincidence. It's just coincidence. And he just, they named all of these things as just coincidences. And so the pastor made a comment, which I've never forgotten. It's a good point. He goes, well, I'll, all I can say this, Christians have the strangest coincidences. Can I encourage you that if you're walking with God and in prayer, right with God, then you, you can shake off things as coincidence, so the world can shake off things as coincidence. But at some point, 
At some point, it's hard to argue certain aspects as just coincidence. As a matter of fact, we see God allowing us into certain battles and trials into our life so that he can use them to show his power in our life and then in the lives of people around us that we're trying to witness to or that, that we love. And so we see this, and that's kind of what David's putting into this section of Scripture, is he's pleading for God to answer prayer. He's pleading for God to continue to answer prayer and work in his life so that he can kind of explain, he can talk to those who would say he's wrong or say he's false. So today we would say for those who don't believe that Christianity is real or those who think that we're in the wrong for whatever reason, answered prayer is, is kind of, humanly speaking, it's a divine um, validation uh, to our walk with him and to the truth that he's working in our lives. So let's, let's unpack these verses and see what David's saying here. Verse 41, let thy mercies come also unto me, O Lord, even thy salvation according to thy word. So he, he asked God to continue to bring the mercies. We believe in that area of salvation more than likely to talk about salvation from those that would do him harm. And so he says, Lord, continue to bring mercy, continue to protect me, continue to, to show your hand in my life in a situation where others would prefer hurt to come to me. Verse 2, so shall I have wherewith to answer him that reproacheth me, for I trust in thy word. He said, so when you do this, when you continue to protect me from those who would want to do me harm, and, and, and to an extent in that protection validate that I was not wrong, and these lies are not true that were being said about him, he said, it's easy for me. I, I shall answer him that reproached me. I should be able to have an answer and say, you believe it, but look what God's doing. Look how God's working in our life. Now, let me encourage you in one area, uh, because this this can, if we, if we look at this from the wrong point of view, it can become dangerous. So here, here's what we say. We say, God, you've allowed things into my life and I'm asking you to do something. And if you don't do it, obviously it's not you. And what happens is we place God's blessing or God's validation on us in lieu of answered prayer. So what we say is, God, I want you to do this. And if you don't do this, then obviously you don't love me or you don't bless and, and everybody else is wrong. I, I'm right and I'm wrong. That's, that's the very dangerous way to look at it. Because what we say then is if God doesn't work the way I think he should, that I'm just not a good enough Christian. It's a very heavy weight to bear. It's not what God's word is saying or has ever said. But what we can say is that when God works in our heart, how he works. Now, let me give you an example of this. When God allows you into a battle, a lot of times the human mind is, if God is real, if God loves me, and a great way to validate this to my friends and loved ones or whatever would be that God would bring healing or God would bring this miraculous sum of money or whatever it is. And, and that obviously is the only way that these people believe in God. Whereas maybe what God is saying is not necessarily that he's going to bring a miraculous intervention. He might actually want you to show him through your testimony. And so instead of it being you know, this great miracle, the miracle might be the grace he gives in your life to be able to deal with whatever he's put in. And that testimony may be exactly what he wants other people to see. Because frankly, belief in God is belief in it's easy when everything's easy. Belief in God is not easy when things are complicated. And a lot of times what people around the world need to see is that we're not, our belief in God is not circumstantial. It's not convenient. That our belief in God and our faith in God is based upon God and not upon whether God does what we want. So we have to balance those two out and realize that sometimes God is working in ways that, you know, that don't always make sense to us, but he's still working. So, but in both of those, we can say God is there. Sometimes it's just his presence, and that's the validation. Verse number 43, he continues, says, and take not thy word of truth utterly out of my mouth, for I have hoped in thy judgment. He goes, continue to work in my heart, continue to teach me, continue to help me, so that way... When th so that way I can continue to honor. He goes, so that doesn't, the things I'm bragging about you 
don't become false. Again, this can be in a great miracle, could be in grace in the midst of a battle. Please remember, David went, is at the end now where, at least what we're looking at, uh, he's not going through these battles, but he did. And he did for a period of time, several times. And when you look at that, does that mean that God wasn't blessing while Saul was chasing him, while his son was chasing him? All these different things would happen to him. Was God not blessing? So we have to see that this is not saying that God only blessed him or God was only validating him when great things were happening. It goes both ways. God was validated in David's faith and David's faithfulness. And then later in how God continued to bless. So we have to, can't just see it one way. Let's continue. So that what David does in the next few verses is that he gives five promises, five commitments. If, as you were working in my life, there are five commitments that I will give. He says, number one in verse 44, so shall I keep the, thy law continually forever and ever. So I will live in obedience to the word of God, to his law, which was the Old Testament or the law really at that time, the first five books of the Bible, we would talk about God's word. Verse 45, and number two, I will walk at liberty and I will seek thy precepts. And walk at liberty kind of talks about, a, one commentator said, it, it's like you have a wide open plane. You don't feel like you're stuck here. You have a lot of freedom. And what happens is in the midst of the good and the bad, I have this freedom because God has moved and God is working and, and the people get to see the liberty that I enjoy. Verse 46, I, number three, will speak of thy testimonies also before kings and will not be ashamed. So he talks about that when all these great things, I can go to them and I can say, God was with me in the bad, God's with me in the good. Look what God is doing. And as you work in my life, Lord, it gives me great testimony to give to even royalty. You know, it's just not a random thing that I hide, that I will be bold to speak to everybody. And I encourage you that as God works in your heart, may it not be something we hide, may it be something that gives us boldness. And I speak to myself on this. It's easy for us, especially when you're used to being surrounded in the Christian atmosphere. It's really easy to talk to other Christians about this. But when you begin to talk to other people, we get nervous. Well, they believe it, well, they think it's weird. And that's where we desire, we hopefully be able to gain the boldness that Paul talked about to be able to share what God is doing, the reality of God in our life. It's easier said than done, but it is a great powerful tool. He says, um, verse 47, and then I will delight myself in thy commandments, which I have loved. He continues to talk about, I will continue to delight and desire to learn the commandments. Number five, verse 48, my hands also will I lift up unto thy commandments, which I have loved, and I will meditate in thy statutes. I will love them and I will learn and I will grow, as he has said many, many times throughout this chapter in his desire to grow and learn about God and learn his precepts. Can I encourage you that I, I don't know where you're at right now. If God's um, protected you or delivered you from a battle or at least allowed you to be in the other side of that valley where now you're up in the mountain and you're able to see everything and have a different perspective and see God's hand. Or maybe you're right in the middle of the valley and it's hard because you can only see a foot or two ahead of you. I don't know where God has you right now. What I do know is that in both scenarios, you can see God. You can see God's, you can know and see God's presence in the hard time. You can see God's work in the good times. And so what we need to do is be able to recognize that he's there in both of those circumstances and that we can use as a powerful testimony for him. And, and, and not only that, be reminded that he doesn't leave us and he's promised to never leave us or forsake us. And it's a great growth for us in him. So wherever you're at right now, I encourage you, um, recognize that he loves you. Recognize that he cares. He knows the battles. He knows all of it. And he loves you. And he wants to just know that he's present. And he won't leave you, no matter how hard the situation may be. And uh, he'll, he'll, he'll help you through the other end of it.
Thanks for joining us today on this Tuesday edition of our podcast. Appreciate the privilege you've given to me to be part of your day. I hope it's somewhat of a help. I hope it's an encouragement. I know the Word of God is sufficient for everything we find ourselves in. And may we know that God loves us and God is there and present, a very present help in time of trouble. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, We will have one more tomorrow on Wednesday and Thursday. There will not be one Friday uh, for Christmas Eve. So we hope you join us the next couple of days as we work up to Christmas. We hope you're enjoying your week. We hope you have a Merry Christmas. And we hope you join us again tomorrow. God bless.